A low platelet count during pregnancy can be the result of a disease of pregnancy or an unrelated condition. Your patient's life depends on you knowing the difference. You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Today we are discussing thrombocytopenia during pregnancy. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Michael Benson, a clinical assistant professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Northwestern University in Chicago. With me today is Dr. Robert Silver. Dr. Silver is a professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Utah Medical Center. He is also director of the Division of Maternal Fetal Medicine and has recently received an NIH grant to study stillbirths. He is a nationally recognized expert on thrombocytopenia during pregnancy. Welcome, Dr. Silver. It's a pleasure to be here. First off, I would like to discuss the maternal thrombocytopenias. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about the diagnosis of ITP during pregnancy? Can you even tell us uh, what ITP stands for? Uh, ITP stands for idiopathic uh, thrombocytopenic purpura, and it refers to a circumstance where the maternal immune system generates antibodies that uh, attack all platelets, including the mother's. It's a tough diagnosis sometimes because it's generally a diagnosis of exclusion, and it's made when uh, there are no other uh, clear causes of thrombocytopenia, uh, often in the setting of, of increased uh, platelet destruction rather than decreased production. What effect, if any, does a normal pregnancy have on the platelet count? When the lab reels off normals, which are generally 150,000 to 400,000, do those apply during pregnancy or should we use a slightly different standard? In general, there's a slight increase in the risk of platelet turnover uh, during pregnancy. However, there's not really a great increase in the proportion of women who are thrombocytopenic. However, there is a phenomenon referred to as gestational thrombocytopenia, which occurs in approximately 5% of pregnancies. That's a phenomenon wherein there is a mild thrombocytopenia that's of no clinical consequence. Typically, the maternal platelet count will be between 70 and 150,000. And most patients don't have a medical condition, but will have thrombocytopenia. I feel this is a bit of a naive question, but it's one of great concern to me as an obstetrician. How can you distinguish this gestational thrombocytopenia, which is invariably benign, from ITP, which is often benign, but not always so? Well, it's difficult. There's not a, a simple test that you could have a stick that turns from red to blue to let you know. Firstly, it's important, again, to exclude other causes of thrombocytopenia. So fairly common causes in pregnancy include preeclampsia, which most obstetricians are familiar with how to diagnose. It's also important to exclude HIV infection, uh, SLE or the anaphospholipid syndrome, pseudothrombocytopenia, which is a laboratory artifact, thrombocytopenia due to platelet clumping, and thrombocytopenia due to medications. Also, thrombocytopenia can be associated with certain infections. Once these conditions are excluded, it's almost always either gestational thrombocytopenia or ITP. There are a few clues that the clinician can use to distinguish between the two. First, in general, if there is clinical bleeding, if there's mucocutaneous bleeding, which is the kind of bleeding that you get with thrombocytopenia, for example, petechiae or ecchymosis, that's almost always ITP rather than gestational thrombocytopenia. Second, gestational thrombocytopenia almost never leads to a platelet count less than 70,000 and virtually never less than 50,000. So if the platelet count is below 50,000, you can be confident that it's ITP rather than gestational thrombocytopenia. So I think one simple mnemonic is the purpura, that is, clinical evidence of cutaneous bleeding strongly suggests ITP rather than gestational thrombocytopenia. You bet. And there's one other clue that you may not have until after the patient's no longer pregnant. But if the patient has a history of thrombocytopenia when she's not pregnant, or if the 
leukemia persists after recovery from the postpartum period, then you could be sure it's ITP rather than gestational thrombocytopenia. It's really important to note that antiplatelet antibody tests are not useful in distinguishing between the two conditions. How is uh, ITP managed? As a matter of fact, when do you start managing it and how do you manage it? If you have a patient with a history of ITP or if, if you discover ITP during pregnancy, it's treated in a very similar fashion to non-pregnant individuals. So the mainstay of therapy uh, is corticosteroids, and they'll work in about 70% of cases. The ITP is refractory to corticosteroids, then intravenous immune globulin is often an effective treatment. Splenectomy can be performed during pregnancy, but the, the procedure is more morbid, and there are concerns about having an adverse effect on pregnancy. So it's usually reserved for very refractory cases and typically performed during the second trimester. Platelet transfusion is also quite effective, but the half-life of the platelets is very short because they're rapidly destroyed by the antibodies. So platelet transfusion is best reserved for hemorrhage or for, for surgery. Uh, and finally, you can use anti-D, uh, RH immune globulin. And in RH-positive patients, that's actually a nice alternative to, to intravenous immune globulin. It may be less expensive and have fewer side effects. How does that work? People don't really know. In general, people think that the FC receptors in this large amount of immune globulin, uh, they bind to the cells in the reticular endothelial system so that even though the antibodies uh, generated in ITP bind the platelets, those platelet-coated antibodies are not taken up by cells of the reticular endothelial system and destroyed. There may be other mechanisms at play as well as having a large amount of immunoglobulin non-specifically suppresses the immune system. If you have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson, and my guest is Dr. Robert Silver, a professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Utah Medical Center and chief of the Division of Maternal Fetal Medicine. Today we are discussing thrombocytopenia during pregnancy. On behalf of a patient I actually just saw yesterday with ITP, I'm going to ask you, can the baby be the fetus be affected uh, uh, by ITP in the maternal low platelet count? Yes, there is a risk for fetal thrombocytopenia. Antibodies generated by the mother can cross the placenta. And as you know, this is a phenomenon that tends to happen more commonly later in the pregnancy. IgG is actually transported across the placenta, which is good teleologically speaking because it provides immunity to the baby for a variety of pathogens. However, if you're transporting antibodies that can attack platelets, that's not necessarily a good thing. So there is a risk for fetal thrombocytopenia. And in fact, about 20% of babies born to mothers with ITP will have some sort of thrombocytopenia. And perhaps 12 to 15% will have severe thrombocytopenia, that is to say, a, a platelet count of less than 50,000. The concern is that this low platelet count may lead to intracranial hemorrhage or bleeding in the brain. And another concern is that vaginal delivery may increase the risk for intracranial hemorrhage. And that's certainly a, a biologically plausible problem. Is that seen in practice? It has been reported, but it's very, very rare. Uh, and there have really only been a few cases that have ever been reported uh, in, in available literature. So even though uh, the, these babies are often thrombocytopenic, it's, it's rarely a, a profoundly severe thrombocytopenia, and those babies rarely suffer intracranial hemorrhage. However, they may suffer petechiae or ecchymoses. Uh, often they need treatment in the nursery. So it's very important to inform the pediatricians uh, that the mother has ITP and to have the pediatricians assess the fetal platelet count. If the mother's platelet count is normal, 
Uh, is that any reassurance or guarantee that the baby's platelet count will be normal? Unfortunately, it's not. It would be terrific if you could predict the baby's platelet count based on some non-invasive test, like the maternal platelet count or like an antibody test. But unfortunately, the mother can have a normal platelet count and the baby can still be quite thrombocytopenic. In addition, there, there simply is no antibody test that's available that can predict adequately the baby's platelet count. Initially, because of concerns about intracranial hemorrhage, some authorities recommended cesarean delivery for all infants born to mothers with ITP. But the problem with that is that many of those babies had normal platelet counts. So another strategy was adopted wherein the platelet count was tested directly, either by fetal scalp sampling in labor or by cordocentesis. However, uh, after uh, that was in general practice for quite a few years, people recognized that there were a lot of false positive low platelet counts with fetal scalp sampling, and there were complications from the cordocentesis. And those complications were probably worse for the average patient than the risk from intracranial hemorrhage because it's so low. So current recommendations are to not sample the baby's platelet count, but to simply allow vaginal delivery and reserve cesarean section for the usual obstetric indications. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, thrombotic thrombocytopenia purpura, TTP, in terms of uh, uh, diagnosing it during pregnancy and helping distinguish it from uh, ITP or even severe preeclampsia? You bet. Um, TTP is, is a very, very uh, serious uh, condition. It's a thrombotic microangiopathy, uh, and uh, this particular uh, condition uh, is characterized by uh, central nervous system abnormalities, intravascular hemolytic anemia, and thrombocytopenia. You also uh, may have uh, renal dysfunction and fever in, in some patients. That can be very, very hard to distinguish from, from uh, hemolytic uremic uh, syndrome and also from HELP syndrome, which have very, very similar features. There is no uh, gold standard diagnosis to distinguish between these conditions during pregnancy. However, in general, if there are neurologic symptoms, it's much more likely to be TTP rather than HUS or preeclampsia. Fever is also more common in TTP. Well, fever is uh, that's simply not something associated with preeclampsia, so that should be a clue right there, I guess. Is that right? You bet. Um, what about the treatment of TTP? How is that treated? Well, plasmapheresis is the, the best treatment for TTP. Again, as a very rare condition, uh, there are no randomized trials to, to guide management. TTP is life-threatening and has been reported to uh, uh, be fatal in approximately 90% of, of untreated cases. Um, in TTP, what's the mechanism of death? Is it because they have a low platelet count or they uh, have thrombosis or what is the uh, morbidity with this? The pathophysiology is, uh, is un uncertain, but uh, there, there seems to be uh, larger than average von Willebrand factor multimers uh, that contribute to the pathophysiology, promoting abnormal platelet aggregation. And there's an enzyme called ADMTS13, which cleaves these, these von Willebrand multimers, preventing uh, formation of platelet clumps. And this enzyme uh, is absent in some patients with, with TTP. So these abnormal von Willebrand multimers promote platelet aggregation, which then just causes thrombocytopenia, causes hemolytic anemia, and the platelet ac activation then leads to renal failure and liver failure. And, and thrombosis. And, uh, and, and thrombosis. I see. So uh, some take-home messages on TTP is, one, it's rare. Two, if you have neurological symptoms or fever, uh, that 
might point to the diagnosis. Three, the treatment is plasmapheresis, and I would guess it's not giving platelets. Is that correct? You bet. It's unclear why, but in, in, there have been several uh, reports of people who have been given platelet transfusions with TTP uh, who have died uh, and, and clearly had a, a dramatic worsening of their clinical course with thrombosis after uh, uh, in infusion of platelets, and it seems to, to cause platelet activation as well as uh, activation of the clotting cascade. So even though these patients are thrombocytopenic, it's fair to say that platelet uh, transfusion should be absolutely contraindicated in patients with TTP. I want to thank Dr. Robert Silver, a professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Utah Medical Center, who has been our guest. We have been discussing thrombocytopenia during pregnancy. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Be safe. Be informed. For comments and questions about this program, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.